Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chuck Swirsky on 670 to score. Now the fans standing. Fans of both teams standing. Cubs trailing 8-6. Top of the ninth. Two down. Runners at first and second. Two and two on Dansby Swanson. The right-hander ready. And the pitch. Strike three called and the ball game is over. Swanson caught looking. Milwaukee wins it by a score of eight to six. And there you have the uh, Hall of Fame voice of the Chicago Cubs, the great Pat Hughes. On the uh, call today as the Cubs blew a 6-0 lead in Milwaukee rallies for an 8-6 win. Sean Sears spinning the dial series, 670 the score. This is Chuck Swirsky, and we're joined by Paul Sullivan, the columnist, writer, excellent job, decade after decade for the Tribune. Paul, how you doing? Great. How are you, Chuck? I'm, I'm doing well. They couldn't find anyone else to do this 6-9 show tonight. <laughs> Because of the holidays. You're, you're the OG, Chuck. You're the OG yeah. of uh, call-in shows. Come yes. On. Well, thank you. So, so Paul, are you in Milwaukee or where are you? I am uh, in Milwaukee right now, yes. All right. So, yeah. so you watch the ball game. And I'm telling you, I, I mean, Paul, come on. I mean, the <laughs> you got to throw strikes and you got to play defense. I'm fed up. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, nine walks, it was, you know. Pretty awful performance. Uh, Drew Smiley with his 6-0 lead and uh, knocked out in the fourth inning. Uh, bullpen, which had been doing pretty well, uh, you know, the last month or so, uh, kind of came apart that inning, uh, last two innings, really. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was just uh, really a devastating loss to the Cubs because when they had the 6 nothing lead and, you know, there's a ton of Cub fans up here, at least half, if not more, of uh, the ballpark. Uh, you know, it looked like, well, okay. I mean, it's really important to win this first game. They're six back of the Brewers coming in. So uh looked like it was going to be on cruise control, and then it just all fell apart. Yep. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm going to share something with you. I haven't said this publicly, but I'm going to tell you is that I actually went to the United Center the other day, and I bought a uh, Connor Bedard jersey with the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and, and, I, yeah. I, and I'm going to buy an Otani Cubs jersey. Wow, I don't know, Chuck. <laughs> you think that's a good how investment? Much, how much are you going to spend on that? You think that's a good investment? 
I do not know. You don't. No, I don't. Oh, you just burst. But, you know, you do on. what you want. I mean, uh, if, if it makes you feel better, but, yeah, definitely. So, so tell me why you don't think he's going to wind up as a Cub? Well, because I think he's going to probably ask for, you know, four hundred million or something in that category, and uh, they can afford I, it. They're they they're going to sell out every game with him. They're going to have marketing and sales on TV and radio. I mean, you won't be able to put enough ads on the Ivy. I mean, what what more do you want? Uh, well, I just going by uh, you know what we've seen in the past in few the years. Past. Uh, it's just not the Cub style to uh, spend that kind of money. Uh, I mean, going all out as they did on Dansby Swanson for 177 was it was quite a quite a big expenditure from the Cubs. So uh, if they did, you know, that would certainly, I think you're right. It would bring in millions of fans and a lot of money, but uh, I, I don't know. I just don't see him doing it. Okay. Well, all right. So, uh, so where do you think this is all going? Do you think the Cubs are going to be buyers or sellers or a little of both? Uh, well, at this point, I would think sellers. They've been talking about being buyers for the last few weeks. But, uh, I mean, since London, they've really gone downhill. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, they've only got a few more games till the All-Star break. They've got three more here in Milwaukee and three in New York against the Yankees. Uh, they'd be lucky to, to split those six games. And uh, so they're going to go into the All-Star break, you know, six, at least five or six games games under 500 if they're lucky and uh coming off the all-star break you, you know you got a couple weeks before the trade deadline but they're going to get have to get moving here this their pitching which was so good for a while is, is just uh gone under smiley doesn't look very good anymore uh jameson tyon has hasn't been good all season uh so really you got those the other three in the rotation carrying you uh suzuki for his last 21, uh, not doing well, uh, stiff neck. Uh, really, there's just too many problem areas for this team for me to think that they can sustain, uh, you know, into the race for the rest of the year. So I would think, you know, Jed, I, I know no one wants to hear this because uh, everyone loves Stroman, but if you're not going to sign him back, you better get something for him. I mean, how many players can they let go without getting something back in return? They're not going to sign him before the trade deadline. So uh, if they're out of it and it looks like they're falling out of it, then uh, you've got to at least listen to some offers. Yeah, you do. And I understand that. I wish they'd sign him, Paul. I'm a big Strowman guy. And uh, I still think he can be very effective. Even if you give him a three-year deal with a fourth-year option, I think even when he gets to that 35-36 range, um, and and I'm not a big believer in long-term pitching contracts, but I think this guy guy deserves a three-year deal. I think he takes care of himself, and um, I'd like to see He got a three-year deal, and he's opting out. Well, he got an opt-out. That's not his fault. That was negotiated. Well, I mean, he wanted it, and they gave it to him. And uh, but you know, you say three-year deal. He got a three-year deal. All he has to do is opt in. Yeah, <laughs> he's but he's back, not going right? to opt in because he's good. I mean, if yeah. he was if he was mediocre, he's good he, this year. Last year he was okay. He okay. wasn't that great. He wasn't talking about opting out last year. He was he was good, but he wasn't like this good. 
So, I mean, this is a half a season, Chuck. I mean, let's not. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll pump the brakes, but I, I'm a big Stroman fan. I'd like to see them. I am too. Side I, them, I but think he's a good pitcher. I mean, but, and I, if you put him out there, and who knows, maybe they already have put him out there to, and they're taking feelers on him, and I'm sure they're taking calls uh, from other teams, and the Cubs are just waiting it out to see where they're at. But I, yeah. I, I'm sure he could probably bring a pretty good prospect, don't you think, or two? Well, uh, yeah, you would think so. Um, but, uh, you know, we thought they were going to get a lot of great prospects for for all the sell-off in 2021, and really none of them are here yet. Uh, so, um, you know, prospects that are ready to play in the major league are, are one thing. Prospects that are in uh, low A or or even double A, you know, you just don't know. They And, uh, you know, they got a big haul for you, Darvish. We haven't seen any of those guys. And, yeah, we keep talking about uh, some of these players, like they're going to be great. But until you see them up here, they're not. Uh, Caleb Killian, a, a example, prime example, the guy they got for uh, Chris Bryant, you know, they typed him. He came up last year. Didn't do it. Now he's back in AAA, and, you know, no one even talks about him anymore. So these prospects, it's great to say, yeah, let's get a few prospects, uh, but uh, they're still prospects. It doesn't, nothing is a sure deal here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, I do think they could get something for Stroman, and I do think they should, but I, I'm hoping if they do trade them, they get some major league-ready players that are – are going to be here either at the end of this year or early next year. Paul Sullivan is with us of the Chicago Tribune. He uh, covers the Cubs, the Sox, and everything in between for the Trib. So, Auto so racing, don't forget. That, that's right. Well, what do you think of uh, NASCAR? Uh, it was my first NASCAR experience, and I thought it was really interesting, and I, I did enjoy it myself. I guess if I lived in the area. Do you live downtown there? Yes. Yeah, did it bother you, all no. the noise and all that? it no? did not. Yeah, uh, I guess it, it could if, if I lived there, but, uh, you know, for a couple hours uh, once a year, it didn't bother me. I thought it was a cool thing for Chicago. It looked cool. Um, I, they probably have to change the course a little because uh, there were so many turns that it kind of slowed down, uh, uh, bogged down in the second half of the laps. But uh, all in all, I, I thought it was a pretty good experience. Yeah, I like the look of having 20 tires on top of each other and cars running into it and getting stuck in a bunch of tires. <laughs> yeah. um, but, it's but, just a shame the weather's kind yeah. of messed up. But uh, otherwise, I thought it was a good event. So, so Paul, I, I'll say this, because I'm not a NASCAR guy. I'm not really into auto racing. I respect the drivers and the crews and whatnot. That's not a criticism. It's just I wasn't weaned on the sport. but. I received so many calls and texts from people outside of Chicago that was watching the NBC broadcast, and they were into it. They loved it. They loved the sights of Chicago when they would show the just beautiful, you know, picturesque, uh, you know, landscape and the beauty of uh, Grant Park and downtown. And I mean, and the ratings were off the charts. They over near five billion. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Uh, that's good. Good yes. to hear. Um, so, so, yeah, I, long I, term, let's say, let's bring it here. Let's I, just well, get a new course, though. Yeah. Well, again, I think they signed a three-year deal with NASCAR and the city. So, yeah. um, you know, that 
whatever, good for Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> well, she did something. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> moving right along there, sports fans. So, uh, hey, Paul, um, yeah. Bellinger, what, what do you make of Bellinger? Where, where do you think they're going with him? Well, uh, he is starting to hit again, so that's good. Uh, he hadn't uh, done so well since, uh, you know, early May, and then he had the knee injury that put him out for a while from the, you know, the collision in, uh, in Houston. Uh, he's a tough one. You know, he hasn't shown much power. He did at the beginning of the year and he hasn't shown much since. And, you know, if, if, uh, if you're going to get Bellinger to a long-term deal, if you want around, want him around here a while, he's going to have to hit for some power. Uh, so I don't know. I'm kind of in between on him. He, He did start out well, then he's, you know, slacked off for a little while. Now he's looks like he's back again. But unless he's, you know, hitting home runs, uh, I would say, uh, you know, see you later. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you put him at first? I mean, where do you play him? Oh, no, no. You've got to put him in center. He's a very good, you know, gold glove center fielder. I thought he was kind of wasted at first. And now that uh, Jared Young's up, you got to give him a shot. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to work out, but uh, yeah, it couldn't be worse than <laughs> what Mervis did. So, uh, you know, he's hitting like 235 today. He was over four. Uh, not really the greatest first baseman either. But, uh, yeah, if, if you're going to keep Bellinger, you got. I think it's got to be for center field. Yeah, well, you know, again, I'm, I'm looking at what's going on at third and at first, and I, I, I don't know what's happening uh, at this well, point. Well, is out. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, with a hamstring, and he's going to yeah, be evaluated. Yeah, out of the game. He's just starting to hit, and so that's kind of a shame. Uh, he's probably going to go on the IL, and I'll call up Patrick Wisdom. But, uh, you know, I don't know if he was a long-term solution at third, a guy that hits, like, one home run every three years. That's really not what you're looking for from your third baseman. But, uh, you know, at least he was starting to hit again, and, and he really has played – fairly well defensively at third as well. Well, Paul, listen, I appreciate your time. I'll hold off then on the Otani Cubs jersey. Yeah, and, and... I mean, just wait till the end of the year. If you hear some rumors uh, that they're getting them in, then, uh, you know, maybe put a down payment down on it, uh, but uh, not right now. See, I, I, I go back. I'm dating myself, and for a lot of our listeners who have no idea what I'm talking about, so I'm doing a sports talk show. This is a true story, Paul. I'm doing a uh-huh. sports talk show on WGM Radio back in the day in mid-'80s when the Cubs were on that radio station. And Dallas Green brings Steve Garvey into the studio while I'm during a commercial break. And, he, and, like, there's Steve Garvey because he was being courted as a free agent. And mm-hmm. I believe it came down to the Padres and the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and so I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. Steve Garvey's going to be a Cub. And then, of course, he signed with the Padres, and we know the rest of the story in the 84 playoffs, hit the home run and, and whatever. But, um, yeah. and so, I'll, uh, you're right. I got to pump the brakes on Otani. But I'd love to yeah, see him in Chicago. I would love to see him here, too. I think everyone would. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to wind up a Dodger, is my guess, because they have all the money and they don't mind spending it. So, and he's already out there. So, yes, that's true. All right. Well, listen, Paul, be well. Thank you. And uh, continuing to, yeah, thank you. Continuing to love your work. Be well. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. Paul Sullivan of the Tribune right here on 670 The Score. In a moment. Yes. Bulls ball.
with Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic. We're going to talk about the newest member of the Bulls who were in action today off the court. They'll be on the court in Vegas in a few days for the Summer League. And also, we got some breaking basketball news as well. And no, it's not about Damian Lillard, but still pertinent news about a former Chicago Bull. And we'll be back in a moment. This is Chuck Swirsky, Sean Sears, spinning the dials on 670 The Score. Chuck Swirsky on 670 The Score. Well, I, I think... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, after the season, uh, I think I'm, I mentioned that we trying to change our shooting profile. Uh, being, you know, last in the league in, in rate from a three and, and three-point makes. So I think we're going to try to address that in offseason. All right, that was from uh, draft night. Arturis Karnaschovas, the executive vice president of Basketball Ops, talking about the Bulls as they move forward. And, boy, have they uh, picking up Javon Carter, very solid guard, um, could end up starting for this ball club at the uh, one. Uh, very good on the ball defender, can shoot the three rock. And today, according to published reports, Tory Craig, a veteran of 3 and D ball player who's uh, been with Several NBA teams, but a rock-solid veteran player can knock down the threes, can play defense, and just a solid, solid pro is a member of the Chicago Bulls on a two-year deal. Also, uh, Robin Lopez, the former Bull, is returning to Milwaukee, leaving Cleveland, and so he will be reunited once again with his twin, Brooke Lopez. So Rolo going back to Milwaukee. Malik Beasley has signed a one-year deal also with the Bucks, And on a side note, uh, he's not a pro yet, but I'll tell you what, the kid has a lot of skill, and that is uh, Phoenix Gill, the son of Kendall Gill, who, of course, does a great, great job on NBC Sports Chicago, pre-half post-game coverage, uh, and uh, former NBA talent, former great player at the University of Illinois, a high lottery pick back in the day with Charlotte, and a, a tremendous person Kendall Gill is. But Phoenix Gill has received an offer from Northwestern, and uh, also Phoenix uh, 
just a few months ago received an offer from Kendall Gill's alma mater, the University of Illinois. So that's what's going on in basketball. Nothing new to report on Damian Lillard other than, according to published reports, he wants to go to Miami, period. And, of course, Portland is saying, okay, listen, I know you want to go to Miami, but we have to do what's best for the Trailblazers. Now let's uh, hear from Darnell Mayberry, one of my favorites on the Bulls beat, and he covers the Bulls, of course, for the Athletic. Darnell, what do you make of uh, Tory Craig? I like the signing, Chuck. I think it's a very good addition for the Bulls, and it's uh, a position of need for the Bulls at backup, forward, backup, small forward, power forward behind DeMar DeRozan and Patrick Williams. So uh, he can do a little bit of everything. The Bulls are targeting players uh, with length, versatility, uh, and a, a very skill set. So uh, he fits that description, and I think it's a good pickup for Chicago. Yeah, and and again, as I said earlier, Carter is a plus player. Craig is a plus player. And anytime you add two plus players to your roster, that's a good thing. So, again, who knows what the roster is going to look like in uh, late September for training camp. But how, how do you think this is going to evolve over time as far as the Eastern Conference, knowing that Lillard could come into the Eastern Conference? Yeah, they still got some work to do. I mean, the star power in the East is still there when you look at James Harden and Joel Embiid. Who knows what's going to happen with with Harden? But you still got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. You still got Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown. And regardless of Damian Lillard uh, in his situation, you still got Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So, so you're seeing – um, what they're capable of doing without him. And if they get him, that makes them more dangerous. Also, like uh, what some of the other younger teams have done, Tyrese Halliburton now has a, a lob thread in Obi Toppin. I think that could be a really good fit uh, for the Pacers. So uh, what are the Knicks going to do? Jalen Brunson proved he can carry a team. Um, and so that's going to be interesting. But but the Bulls, uh, if they're going to run this thing back, they have their competition Still is stiff, in my opinion, because of the star power that, that remains in the East. Uh, what were your expectations then regarding Patrick Williams? I mean, he's coming up for a contract in the next year. And, yep, you know, we saw, you know, some performances where you say to yourself, wow, I mean, you know, th- th- it's coming. But overall, where do you think this is going with Patrick Williams? What are your expectations for Williams in 23-24? Well, this is a contract year for him now, uh, Chuck. If he doesn't uh, get an extension uh, to his rookie deal before the start of the season, then he's going to be playing for a contract this season, and I think that's going to to, to really inspire him, motivate him uh, to go out there and, and play the best ball of his career because uh, he has something to prove. He knows that consistency is his biggest thing that he needs to improve upon, and until he does that, we're always going to be having this conversation about what should our expectations be with Patrick Williams? Uh, but he's, as you said, he has all the tools, he has the flashes, and he gives you those moments where you say, wow, and, and really see what he's capable of doing. The thing for him is he's got to be able to do it consistently. You know, the, the Bulls ended up in the top five in defensive efficiency in 22-23. So hopefully they can continue to play that type of defense. And again, Carter, solid defensive player, as is Tory Craig, so that's good news. Offensively, what are you expecting in twenty three twenty four? Provided that the 
you know, roster stays as we now are looking at it in detailed fashion with two newcomers. But do you think it's Billy Donovan's going to tweak this uh, regarding Vooch, or how do you think the style of play will or won't change? Well, they tried to tweak it at the start of this season by playing, you know, the five-out offense and, and trying to get the ball moving uh, around the perimeter a lot more uh, without as much isolation, tried to get in transition a lot more. They, they've really struggled with that uh, without Lonzo Ball able to be out there to push the, the pace. Uh, but you played it as a top, Chuck, with Arturis Karnaschova saying it at draft night. They want to change the shooting profile of this team. They, they ranked last in average attempts in each of the last two seasons, right around 28, 29 per game. They need to get above 30 uh, three-point attempts per game this season. I think that's the biggest change. There were so many nights that they just walked in as an underdog just because you knew that they were going to be outshot from the three-point line. And if that happens again this season, uh, which it shouldn't with these additions, they'll be in trouble. But I believe with these additions, uh, they should be able to, to, to get that average attempt up. Darnell Mayberry is our guest. Darnell does a terrific job covering the Bulls for the Athletic. Let's talk about X-Factor players. Daylon Terry uh, didn't get a lot of burn, saw a little activity here and there uh, with Windy City, and I know that he's been in the lab, so to speak, in L.A. with uh, DeMar DeRozan and others, but um, your take on Daylon Terry as he tries to secure some minutes in the upcoming season? It's sort of a running joke among some of us on, on, in the press room, Chuck. I'm sort of Dalen Terry's uh, biggest fan in the media, and I just think that he has a lot of tools that the Bulls can use, especially on those nights when, for whatever reason, they weren't bringing great energy. He was always a guy who had endless energy and, and could give you a spark, whether it was a, a, a rebound, uh, a you know, a drive to the basket and getting fouled, uh, pushing the pace and finding a teammate in transition, uh, a steal, diving on the floor for a loose ball. He would always give you something. And I, I feel like uh, a lot of times we're looking at what he can't do uh, and what he's not great at, and that right now that's shooting as opposed to all of those things I mentioned that he does bring. Uh, and so 214 minutes last year, that to me was just uh, way too low. I think there was a lot more opportunities that he could have uh, had chances to play. Uh, hopefully he gets those chances this year, but if not, uh, you might not be able to blame Billy Donovan and his staff now that the Bulls have made some moves to get uh, some better two-way players in here, and Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. After the uh, wave of some of the uh, trades or signings um, over the past few days, Darnell, does anything stand out in your mind regarding what teams or a team have done? Uh, you're saying league-wide, Chuck? Yes. No, I mean, just that the Bradley Bradleyville move to Phoenix is going to shock me for probably half the season. I just can't believe you got DeAndre Aiden, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Bill on the same team. Um, you know, whenever Damian Lillard and the Portland situation works itself out and the James Harden situation in Philadelphia works itself out, uh, I think that's always going to come as a, a little bit of a surprise, but – I'm curious to see where they end up. Fred Van Fleet getting uh, the entire bag from Houston uh, was a bit of a shock. Uh, Those would be my biggest league-wide so far. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you one thing that's gone under the radar. What Phoenix is doing with people, whether they want to grab the ring, and I get that, 
But, I mean, they've done a pretty good job, you know, kind of stabilizing their bench because they really don't have a lot of money. But some of the players that are going there are just taking the buck five or two and a half million because they're looking at what you just, you know, documented with Beal and Durant and Booker. And hopefully they can get eight in the play. Um, but, and I still think the jury is still out on Aiton, and I think they're going to see how this group works together. And if he just can't blend in, I think he's gone. But, um, but actually the Suns have done a pretty good job with their bench. Yeah. And, and I think people make a little too much of it at times when, when they talk about the bench, the importance of it in the playoffs, you need two or three guys that are going to chip in consistently for sure. Uh, but when you've got that amount of talent, um, you know, as we saw with the Warriors, with Kevin Durant in, in his Golden State days. I mean, that's you can stagger, you can do different things to to keep those guys on the floor uh, at all times, or at least a, a, a combination of those guys. So I just think they've got a, a ton of talent. If they stay healthy, uh, they got to be one, among the favorites to come out of the West next season. Right, and the Lakers, of course, have done a great job in the off season, uh, putting together some new players, retaining Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. And again, the Lakers, along with Phoenix, and it remains to be seen what happens with, uh, and with Golden State, of course, with Chris Paul, remains to be seen what happens with Harden, with Philadelphia, and of course, with Damian Lillard, with Portland, could go to Miami. Darnell, thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you when I see you. All right, Chuck, have a great night. Thank you. Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic. In a moment, Adam Amin. We're talking NFL. We're talking MLB. We're talking NBA. We're talking with one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The gifted voices in Chicago sports, Adam Amin, next on 670 The Score. Chuck Swirsky on 670 The Score. And welcome back. We're on the air tonight until 9 o'clock. Many thanks to Sean Sears putting our broadcast together at 740 in the great city of Chicago. Again, the Cubs blew a 6-0 lead this afternoon at Milwaukee. Lost the first of a four-game series, 8-6. White Sox take the night off. They entertain Toronto uh, tomorrow night on the south side. Bulls basketball, they sign, uh, according to published reports, Torrey Craig to a two-year deal. Very solid 3-and-D player. And uh, Rolo, Robin Lopez, returning to Milwaukee, leaving Cleveland on a one-year deal. Malik Beasley, leaving as a free agent, played last season with the Lakers, and he, too, is now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Joining us, Adam Amin, and you know Adam, of course, does a fabulous job uh, calling TV Bulls Ball, but also, of course, the National Football League and Major League Baseball 
for Fox, along with college basketball and just about everything on the planet. Adam, how are you doing? All is well, my friend. Great to hear your voice. Thank you. So, Adam, I know you covered uh, the Cubs-Guardians the other night, right? Sure did. Okay. So, how many baseball games do you do per week for Fox? Uh, Anywhere from one to two, typically closer to one most weeks. And it ends up, uh, you know, after we get done with the playoffs, usually about somewhere between 15 and 20 games, depending on how long the series goes. Okay. Now, have you had an Angels game this year? A couple of them, yeah. So, when, when, and let's say, now, do you do these games remotely or, or at the ballpark? So when you watch it on FS1 uh, on cable, it is uh, typically done from studio. But when it's uh, live at the ballpark on Fox or when it's on Fox on the network, like uh, we had this Saturday at Wrigley, we're at the ballpark, our crew's at the ballpark, we have a full show. Okay. Well, th- that's a two-part question. Number one, the reason I asked you about the Angels, so normally, folks, when there is a network and I'm talking network game. The broadcasters have an opportunity maybe to talk to the manager or in, in the case of the NFL, certainly a head coach, maybe coordinators, maybe players. So in baseball, Adam, are you allowed to talk to, for example, Otani, who has an interpreter? Sure, sure. We, we can approach the, the PR staff for a couple of minutes typically. And, you know, usually these guys are pretty good about it, especially if you get to do it a couple of times. They have a relationship with you. I actually haven't had the opportunity to speak with Shoei. I've spoken with a lot of his teammates about, you know, him as a player and as a person and as kind of a presence in, uh, in, their, in their dugout, in their clubhouse. But, yeah, usually we get time with the managers and we talk with Phil Nevin about them today as we get set to cover Angels and Padres. You know, because uh, people are so fascinated. He's going to win the MVP. You know that, and I know that. God forbid he doesn't get hurt. But he's on his way to be the MVP, and he's going to make a bazillion dollars in the offseason, and rightfully so. Um, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people know who he is, like what of his interests are. Does he have a sense of humor? What does he do when he's away from the ballpark? Uh, do you have any idea a, a little about him? Uh, he's actually very clandestine. Like it's it's kind of interesting to to get a sense for him from the guys around him. Uh, and I was talking with our our good friend and our Chicago buddy Wayne Randazzo, who's been doing a fabulous job covering the Angels out west for uh, for Bally's for for their TV broadcast. And he was telling me that it's a very quiet demeanor for the most part. He's very reserved. He's very uh, not not alone or anything like that. He's with his interpreter pretty much at all times. And he just kind of is, is quiet and, and very reserved. He doesn't really go out at seemingly all that much. He's not all that gregarious, but he really seems to have a good time with his teammates in the clubhouse and in the dugout. Uh, you see the celebrations that they have, and he's had a lot of them this year with what it was he hit now 31 home runs to, to lead Major League Baseball. He has that type of uh, that, that aura that you see oftentimes from, and Chuck, you know this, you've been around some of the best NBA players of all time. You know, they have kind of an aura about them, right? They have a presence about them. And I think that's kind of what Shohei embodies, seemingly, uh, at least according to the people around him. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about it. He, he's the best ball player. And, and, you know, I go way back from watching as a kid the Willie Mays who was in past his prom a little bit, but for the most part he was still an active major league ball player. The same thing with Hank Aaron and Roberto Clemente. And then you've got the next wave of great players, especially with a guy like Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds, although that's tainted because of the alleged steroid use. But having said all this, 
I mean, when uh, Otani to me, Adam, is must-see TV. So when he's on TV, when he's on Fox or other networks, I very seldom watch a Major League Baseball game nine innings on TV. But when he's on, I'm glued to the TV because I want to see what he's doing on the mound or at the plate. It was interesting, Phil Nevin, today when we were chatting with him, and we basically set it up like, can you say something that hasn't already been said about Otani, right? Because the numbers are mind-blowing. They're historic. They're generational. Uh, you're, you're right. You know, he's I, – I, I said on Saturday that he's probably the best player of my lifetime just with, with the level that he's doing both of these things, hitting and pitching. He's probably the best player of my lifetime. And what Nevin said was, you know, very – it was a funny thing he said. He just said that I don't know – what else I can say about Shohei, but I'm telling you right now that there's no shot that Ted Williams hit that home run out to that red seat at Fenway Park. And I thought that was so interesting for him to say that because Shohei just hit a 493-foot home run the other day. Yes. It's the, it's, it's the longest of his career. It's the longest home run in baseball this year. And it went as far as you could probably imagine. And Nevin's point was, you know, the, the famous Ted Williams seat, is, you know, whether it's true or whether it's an apocryphal story, a, a, a home run that he hit that supposedly went 505 feet uh, from, from home plate at Fenway, and they've commemorated that area with the, the seat that he, that he hit it to. And Nevin's point is Otani is hitting the farthest balls he's ever seen. Uh, Kyle Freeland of the Rockies, you know, the, they had a game in late June where the Angels won 25-1, to 25-1. to 1 in Colorado and Kyle Freeland was talking about how it sounds completely different off the bat. There were, there used to be holes in this guy's swing on the edges of the strike zone, you know, the kind of shadow areas of the strike zone. He's taken those away. He's hitting balls out of the zone at a prodigious rate. He has more home runs out of the zone. I think it's six or seven. Uh, That's more than anybody in major league baseball. And obviously he's hit more home runs in general than anybody. So to, to be able to do that and to have double-digit strikeouts on a consistent basis, to give up only zero, one, or two runs every, you know, in a lot of his starts. You know, he's not the most dominating pitcher, but he's one of the best pitchers pitching in the game right now, and he's certainly the best one by a long shot on this Angels rotation. So to see him do these things, Chuck, it's, it's pretty incredible. It is. And, you know, when the ball leaves the pitcher's hands, you know, they always have a, a sense of a second or two the moment it leaves – the hand that, oh, my God, I just made a major mistake. And they know as soon as the, the, the barrel of the bat hits the ball that it's gone. And, and it's amazing of how many home runs, Adam, that Otani has hit where the outfielders don't even flinch. They, they don't even look back. They just stand stationary because they know it's way over and it's over the fence. And why bother, you know, pulling a 180 to look at it? They just, you know, they just are are, are statuesque. If you follow you see it all the time, I, I mean, it's you, know, no, you see, you see, you see it all the time, Chuck. You, you see pitchers. It's the same thing. A dejected pitcher, as soon as the ball makes contact, it's the sound. And you see right fielders because you see a lot of these shots go to right field. He pulls them, although he's done it to left center. A couple of home runs he hit in Texas during a four-game series were were incredible, going the other way as a left-hand hitter to one of the deepest parts of the ballpark in left center. Uh, to show off his strength, it sounds different. It it looks it, it, like a no doubter off the bat. You see right fielders often just turn around and not even bother, or not even bother turning around. 
it's it's really you know this is this is different you know in this modern era of baseball where pitchers are you know as difficult to hit against as as they've ever been where you know, I know the rules have obviously helped this out where you get more balls in play and more base hits now, which is, I think, better for the game. But, you know, there are times where you just can't believe the types of things that he's doing and the type of offense that he's able to produce against some of the modern, athletic, strong, incredible, physical pitchers that we have in the game today. Yep. Speaking of 180, and I'm, I'm going to talk NFL in a moment with you, Adam, but for the, for the folks who follow Angels baseball, the fan base, or the media covering the Angels in Southern California, you know, it, it would be a crime with Trout and Otani for this club never been able to turn the corner. And and I know Arnie Moreno wanted to sell the ball club, then he took it off the market. Who knows whether it's on the market or not. But, I, I mean, it's hard to fathom that you would have two of the greatest players in the modern history of Major League Baseball, and, and they haven't been able to get it done. Well, Trout, in fact, was talking about this the other day. He was uh, doing a, an interview on, uh, on a show with Todd Frazier and basically said, you know, they were talking about how do you keep Otani because the expectation is he's going to hit the market. The, it doesn't seem like the Angels are going to be willing to pay – or, uh, sorry, willing to uh, – uh, may not be willing to trade him because they do obviously want to make a push towards the playoffs. But it still does feel like that they have an opportunity to keep him but Mike Trout said the main thing is it may not just be about the money because he's going to get paid a, a gargantuan sum regardless of where he goes. Now, you know, obviously a very fortunate place to be when you can say $100 million here, $100 million there, you know, whatever. But for Trout, he said that it feels like you have to make the playoffs. You can't be out of the picture in Anaheim after these last couple of years and not be a playoff participant and expect somebody to stay when winning – ultimately is the goal. So, you know, Trout's been in the playoffs one time. You know, the the national audience, the largest viewing audiences have not seen Otani in a postseason series. So it's desperate. It's a desperate time for the Angels, I think, to try to play well in the second half. They're dealing with a lot of injuries right now for not just this season's prospects, but for the future of the organization to try to keep a player like Shohei Otani, who, like we talked about, is a generational talent. Yep. Well, hopefully they'll make the playoffs, and hopefully you'll be able to call those playoff games with the Angels. So, having said all this, the National Football League, when do you start, or have you started as far as prep work? When do you get your schedule as far as what games you're going to call in the first month of the regular season? I know you're doing the Bears preseason. Obviously, everyone loves your work. But as far as Fox, when do you like kind of grasp okay, uh, I'm going to be in Kansas City week one or I'm going to be in Dallas week two. When does all that take shape? Yeah, usually in this month, usually it's in July when we start to get the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, I, I typically, since I've, I've been at Fox the last few years, this has been my fourth year doing the, doing the league with, with Fox. It's, um, usually they give you the first three games, first three weeks of the season, and then they come out in little chunks. Here's another three weeks or here's another four weeks. Here's another two. Here's another three. Obviously, they get a little bit tighter and tighter as we get towards uh, the end of the regular season into week 18. You know, those things are, are eventually just made on a week-to-week basis uh, when you get into the, the, the later parts of the season when games really start to matter or have playoff implications to them. So 
you know, not anything yet, but this is the week actually where we're heading to Los Angeles. Uh, I'll be leaving later this week to go out there and we have a, a seminar where we learn, you know, any rule changes, you know, there've been a couple of rule adjustments on kickoffs this season. We'll learn about some of the rule changes. We'll have some time to hang out with uh, our crews and, uh, and, and get you know, reacclimated with one another. If you're working with the same group and, get a, a chance for some camaraderie and, and get geared up for the NFL season where you where you start talking about some of the storylines. Now, now help me if I'm uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, the, the days of where CBS had the AFC and the NFC with Fox, are those days over? Or are they still in play? It's, it's less so than it ever has been. And it really is more of a, a drafting process now than it ever has been. I imagine as these years go by, and maybe flex scheduling becomes more of a factor uh, as, you know, like or flexing out of games, I should say, uh, you know, that, that you guys, you guys experience that a lot in the later portions of the season, they change the Sunday night game or whatever it may be. You know, there's going to be some opportunities to probably flex other windows, you know, and maybe, I don't know if it'll be Thursday night or anything like that out of necessity or how long in advance they might do it, but it feels like that's where the league is heading to try to get the best TV matchups and the best time slots. And yeah, that that CBS only AFC, other than a few games, Fox only NFC, other than a few games. That's that's really starting to go by the wayside. Uh, that's starting to dissipate. So yeah, you're you're gonna, which is great for us. You know, I love that personally because you get to see more of the league. You get yes. to see more teams. You know, I, I cover the NFL on radio for, gosh, eight seasons or something like that, uh, from 2012 to 2019, and. Uh, you know, the, we, we would see, I would see the whole league. I've been to every NFL stadium. I've, I've called a game at every current NFL stadium because we got a chance to see a lot of the AFC. We went out west uh, to go to Seattle a bunch and to go to the Chargers and to go uh, down and see the Texans. We, didn't, we don't really get a chance to see that uh, as, as often now, uh, you know, some, with, with some of these teams. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited because we get to see more of the league now. All right, good enough. Well, Adam, listen, this has been terrific. Safe travels. Wherever you're headed next, whether it's L.A. for Fox meetings or you, when, when's your next baseball game on Fox? That'll be on a Saturday. It's actually one of the bigger games of the first half. It'll be the uh, top two teams in baseball, Rays and Braves. Wow. On Saturday on Fox. That's awesome. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I love what Atlanta's done. I mean, think about this, Adam. They, they, they lose Freddie Freeman and they lose Swanson. And, and here they are. They're having another unbelievable year. And, and, I mean, I just look at how they put together that. I mean, Adam, they're 56-27. and 27. They have a nine-game lead over the Marlins, who've had a great year. But, I mean, they're just killing it. And they're doing this with a lot of young players, and a lot of those young players are under contract for, you know, fairly team-friendly dollars, dollar figures. So that, that's an organization that is in really healthy shape for not just this year. Obviously, they were in the World Series uh, in a couple of seasons ago, and, and you get the sense that this is a team that's going to make at least another trip, uh, if not multiple trips in the next few years. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just marvel at what uh, Spencer Strider is doing. I mean, it, it's just it's wonderful to see an athlete on top of his game, what he's bringing it, and th- that guy can flat-out pitch. Oh, my goodness. And uh, yeah, yeah, he had a couple of rough starts in, uh, about a month ago, and he's come back and figured it out. Yes, he has. All right, Adam, listen, be well. I'll look forward to talking hoops very soon. But for now, we're in a baseball mindset, and uh, the NFL is just around the corner with training camp. But I'll let you go. Miss you, man. Be well.
appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Adam Abin joining us on 670 The Score. In a moment, Sean Sears, by the way, is going to uh, drop in, and we're going to talk a little, speaking of Bears football, we're going to talk some Bears football. We're also going to hear from Lou Canellis, who will cover the Bears, among a lot of things, and he saw some of the race yesterday, uh, NASCAR style in Chicago. That's uh, coming up. We're on the air until 9 o'clock tonight on 670 The Score. This Chuck Swirsky. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 